Good morning, everybody. Jane Cormier here, your host for Art for Living on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. That's WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and of course, the new signal, 101.9 FM in Manchester. So we thank you for joining us today here on Artful Living. I know that uh, I always like to say thank you to our listeners. They tend to be a good group of folks, pretty active out there. And we want to thank you for spending your time with us. Uh, For those that might be new to Artful Living, you know we try to have a rich expanse of what we offer. We'll do everything from farming to classical opera, uh, to you know, supporting community organizations in the arts and beyond. But we're really about bringing grace and and good things to our listeners. And on that on that thought, we're bringing a wonderful guest today, Lori Carey, who is going to talk to us about the Concord Community Concert Association. So, welcome, Lori. Thank you, Jane, and um, I'm so delighted to be here with you today to talk about the Concord Community Concert yes, Association. We're, lu- we're lucky to have you, and, and it's kind of funny because we haven't seen each other in so long. It's been a lot of years. It has been. <laughs> I Just reminiscing, um, my oldest daughter is now 35, and when she was in elementary school, she loved opera, <laughs> and I remember... Um, Opera Fest coming to the uh, Concord City Auditorium, yes. and uh, as part of my business, I was reached out to to donate, and my daughter was, oh, Mom, can we please oh. go see opera? And we had, you know, front row balcony seats, and Mama, she was yeah. hanging off that balcony, <laughs> just absorbing all that beautiful music. Aww. So, and then it, we're so lucky in the city of Concord to have the Concord City Auditorium. Oh, my goodness, it's, yes. It's such a gem. And um, you think of all the performing arts organizations and all the opportunities it offers, you know, mm-hmm. not just the general public, but young people like my daughter back then who of has course. had a lifelong love of the arts as a result of that opportunity. I have to tell you, as a performing artist, and I have performed in the other venues in this area and certainly far beyond, I can I really believe that the vocal acoustic without amplification, now, which is, of course, opera, uh, whenever singing in that house, I always thought it had one of the best acoustics, natural acoustics of any place I've ever sung. It, it, there really isn't, sound-wise, in my mind, you know, when we did the operas, we would sometimes put people way in the back, up in the balcony, just to hear you know what the sound was how it was carrying and it was always good i i like the way they built that building and i i like the way that they continued to upkeep that building for the arts i think it's beautiful yeah i i I love it too and um, my mother uh, who's in her 80s <laughs> God bless her. used to tell me stories about uh, when she was a child her father used to bring her to either the theater with a red curtain or the theater with a green curtain oh which, really you know so we had two theaters in Concord and um, <laughs> that was always her favorite the smaller theater was always her favorite which was the Concord City Auditorium mm-hmm. and back in the late 80s early 90s when um, the city of Concord was talking about converting it into offices you know getting rid of the theater yes there were a group of folks that got together and said absolutely not we're we're gonna we're gonna save this building we're gonna renovate it and 
talk about many hands make light work. So many folks came out from the community. They cleaned, they painted, they, you know, did all the work. Really? They raised the money. Really? That was in the 80s? It, well, end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. Really? I had so no idea. If you look at the plaques on the wall on the city auditorium, you'll see all the names of all the hundreds of people that it took to, to make this happen. Um, but, you know, those of us uh, in the inner circle have this joke. There's a leaky toilet in the men's room. <laughs> We've named it after the city manager who thought it was going to be a great idea to convert that uh. into <laughs> offices. Yes. And luckily, he did not succeed. <laughs> we, we went with a better plan. And, um, and then that auditorium then has allowed all kinds of performing arts organizations, mm-hmm. dance uh, schools, etc., to have their events there at very affordable cost. Correct. Very and it's a beautiful cost. house. Mm-hmm. Certainly um, for even, you know, most cities, the size of that, that theater is not uh, that small. Right. You know, it's a good sized house. I How many is it? Fourteen. It's it's eight. It's eight hundred. It's just over eight hundred. Even so, with the balcony. Huh? Even with the balcony. Okay. Yep. Yep. I thought it was a little more. So it looks. It does. It looks larger, but it's it really, um, really not not as large as you think Why it is. Why was Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I still love it. I still think yeah. it's a great hall. Yeah. 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 A lot of good memories there. So you're going to talk to us a little bit about the Concord Community. Uh, concert Association, and tell us what is that. So this this is uh, not quite as old as the city auditorium, but pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> so it was created in uh, the concept of it began in 1929, and it actually came the the concept of a concert association came to Concord during the Great Depression in 1930, and there were a group of music teachers led by Ruth Sanborn who said, "Oh, this is a really wonderful idea to create a concert association." so we can bring really great performances to Concord, New Hampshire. And um, she got a group of her friends together. They listened to Columbia artists' presentation on how they would manage this sort of situation. Okay. Because you can't, you, know, you can't bring big acts up here to Concord because there's not the hall large right. enough or the financing to do so. Columbia's concept was that they'd take these big artists and they're going to Boston anyway, right? Why not make a little trip up to <laughs> Nashua, to Concord, sure. to, to some of these other places that don't have the larger populations? Mm-hmm. And um, But the way to do it, they'd have to finance it. And so the concept behind the financing was to create a membership-based organization. Mm-hmm. So back in 1930, their membership-based organization, a subscription to the organization was three dollars holy so moly three dollars bought you a whole season <clears throat> worth of live music from top notch performers isn't that crazy huh so uh, that's where it began and then because they were music teachers they said you know we want children to come for free good so that has always been the case children 18 awesome. and under come awesome. for free you know you can come with your parents or your grandparents or friends or whatever as long as you're 18 and under you come for free that's awesome that you've yeah. retained that yeah yeah, yeah. So. so so really this this uh, organization what you're talking like almost 90 years or 90 years I 94 guess. 94 okay my math huh um, so we do know that over the years um, the Concord Community Concert Association has offered just fabulous entertainment to the area. Um, and do you have a number that they, they tried to 
um, you know, contract? Was it three a year? I mean, when they started out, was it smaller? It, it was slightly smaller, you know. So they tried to keep between four and a maximum of six okay. a year. It depends upon the cost. I okay. mean, it boils down to cost. Right. And interestingly enough, you know, back in 1930, a subscription to the series was $3. Mm-hmm. Today, a subscription to the series is sixty dollars. Yeah. So, well, you know, we're a lot of years later. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, uh, when you're talking about multiple concerts, right? Sixty dollars is like what? Right. You know, one seat at the Met. Let's let's face it. One seat at the Met, even if you're not talking a great seat, is like 150 bucks. That's in the nosebleeds partial view. Right. I was going to say when I went to the Boston Pops for Christmas, um, mm-hmm. one seat <laughs> cost me about three times with a, a subscription. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's affordable, and if you look at it, so with an average of five concerts, that's twelve dollars a concert. My goodness, yeah. And that's because the organization is completely volunteer run. Mm-hmm. The board is volunteer. The management of the yep. organization is volunteer. So you know, I have to say, you know, for any organization that is really committed to offering a stable, high-quality product in today, um, I really believe that that has to happen. Because in this state, much of the art isn't funded by big corporate donations like you have in other states you have to kind of make it you know on your own here and i could tell you running opera for what 35 years 35 years perhaps even more um i never took a check and that was only because i knew that once i took that salary that was going to impact on the other side what people had to pay to get in those seats if you're going to build an opera company you have to get them in the seats that's right. Because they don't know what it is, you know? So, you know, that that is something I think that many organizations have seen the demise of. Volunteer organizations, whenever I hear of one, I know what that means. And uh, nothing but good usually comes of that because people all have skin in the game in their donation. It's true. And, and some folks for, you know, for years and years and years, when I look at some of the sponsors, some of the folks really committed to ensuring that it's an all-volunteer mm-hmm. run organization, that uh, music is affordable, mm-hmm. um, th- they've been with the organization for decades, yeah. you know, because good, they believe. Good people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a little break here on Art for Living. Jane Comier, your host. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Stay right where you are and come up on the other side, and we will continue discussing Concord Community Concert Association. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Now, if you are just joining us, we have Lori Carey here from Concord Community Concert Association. Say that quick. And um, wonderful uh, organization that we were discussing in the first segment. Uh, they the, On their website, first of all, if you want to go to CCCA dash audi.org 
cca-audi.org, you could pull up all of their information. And um, I guess that you have five concerts this, this season. Yes, we do. And we were talking about uh, memberships, how memberships were very reasonable, $60 for all five. Uh, but you know what? You also offer very reasonable tickets at the door if you're not, per se, a member. Um, and $20 for a seat plus children stay free, right? That's 18 right. or under. So, wow, just amazing. So um, what would you like to share? you have anything special that we should know about for this season? Well, um I, I would like to say that if you're a mom and dad mm-hmm. and you want to bring your kids, please, please, please do. <laughs> we, we love to see young people at our concerts. And the nice thing about it is if you're a young person who's maybe never had any experience going to a performing arts venue, this is your venue to start because mm-hmm. it's not huge. It's not a huge venue. It's a small venue. Mm-hmm. And um, we have lots of folks who volunteer their time ushering and house managing and whatnot who can assist you with uh, what I would call the uh, appropriate decorum for a theater. Because it's it's not like a movie theater. You can't bring popcorn into your seats or your drinks. So that's different from a lot of people. Can I tell you that I am shocked because I've been going to some productions at the beautiful redone theater in Laconia. And... um, I was shocked that everybody was allowed to bring drinks and food in the theater. Like, what? No, we don't do that Holy at the moly. city, Cody. <laughs> yeah, yep. But so. I, I don't know many theaters that do that, um, mm. I mean, in live theater, certainly in the lobby. Well, and, and you know, there's a reason for that, too. Yeah. Um, if a performer is looking out into the audience and seeing the faces of people with bottles up to their face or putting food into their mouth, it's very distracting no to kidding. the performer. And then there's the sound of it, too. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, oh. Charles, I'm glad that... Thank goodness, you know, that we keep the art center stage, which is not to be distracted by uh, others. I'll have have, you know, too, at St. John's Regional School, I teach music, and a portion of my uh, education for them is trying to discuss the etiquette about what's acceptable. And what we think, what, what this generation, you and I think, uh, what we taught our kids, right, of, of being, um, polite and attentive is just not being taught to the next generation they don't know you know you can't get angry at them they don't understand that you know you can't be doing talking loudly you can't be you know making noises you can't be distracting people even in a movie theater right right we see it even in a movie theater and and so we have a job to do to offer venue like you are Parents out there, if you're listening, take the take the opportunity, bring your kids, and let them learn what is acceptable etiquette at a live performance. It's a great education, if nothing else, right? We won't even right. talk about the the great ability to listen to wonderful things, you know, right. see wonderful things. So, right. yeah, really good stuff. Yep, yep. And so here's your opportunity, you know, local and live, to come and learn how uh, a live performance art venue works. You're right. No no drinks in there, no food in there. Mm-hmm. Although during intermission we do have drinks and food in the lobby. So sure. you just have to, you know, suffer through the first <laughs> <laughs> I think it's doable. <laughs> year. Yeah, the, the first uh, sort of hour that you can make it to the intermission, but um yeah, we we 
help to pe- people to learn that etiquette that come in and sit in your seat don't use your cell phone while you're um, listening to the live music. And usually the live music is inter- you know, engaging enough. Of course. You shouldn't be on your phone anyway. Right. And then um, no flash photography. Those sorts of things that uh, perhaps folks don't know because they've been to an, like, an outdoor venue like sure. Meadowbrook where that really isn't terribly distracting to anybody to be laughing right. and screaming and throwing food. Um, but... You can't do that in, right. in an indoor theater. Absolutely. Um, so we have a really wonderful setup where we usually have, uh, you know, a, a longer first act mm-hmm. and then an intermission and then a shorter second act. Yes. And during our intermission, there is something we do that's a little different. We have a silent auction, and this helps us raise money to support the cost of bringing the artists here because mm-hmm. some of the artists are, are relatively expensive. Yeah. And so even having concert sponsors, which every single concert has a sponsor, mm-hmm. and even having a season sponsor, you know, there are all those costs in addition to the artists that are rolled into things. You of know, course. There's the transportation, there's the cost of renting the auditorium, printing the programs, doing the mailings, all these sorts of things, advertising, yeah. that are beyond the cost of the artist. So in order to supplement that, every... Uh, intermission we have a little silent auction nice. that helps us raise a little additional money and and then people are gracious and they donate you know to our cookie bakers there you go and a shout out to all those cookie bakers that's right <laughs> what would we do without them right, right. <laughs> actually i just retired and so i've i've uh, tried my hand at cookie baking um first time in my adult life i've baked anything but uh it it, it turned out okay i'm doing a yeah. lot of gluten-free because i go. know there are so many folks now with allergies but um Good. So that's part of what you can expect when you come to a community concert. It's not a really long program. We start at 7.30, so we don't start too late. So if you have school or work the next day, yeah. it's not too late. And we're done by 9 o'clock, 9.15. Mama mia, that's yes. great. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. And that way, uh, people you know who want to go out on the town and maybe have a, a late dinner can do so. Sure. Uh, there are many wonderful downtown Concord restaurants you can go to after the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you've got kids... And it's time to go home and go to bed. Yeah. It's not too late. That's right. So, That's yeah. good. That's yeah. great. That's the way it should be. Right. You know, and this these happen on what evening? Is it the same evening? Or Saturday and Sunday seem to be the most. Saturday and Sunday are our days, generally speaking. Usually oh. we'll do um, Saturday night concerts. Okay. Um, we try to do at least one Sunday matinee. Excellent. In the winter. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of folks don't like to drive at night. Absolutely. And I can't blame them, and especially in the winter. The weather is yep. unpredictable. Absolutely. Uh, so we do that Sunday matinee concert. In fact, we've just uh, just recently done a Sunday matinee concert, and it, it you know worked out really well for Good. people. They came. They got to see the show. They're out early enough. They can go for dinner in Concord yes. at a regular dinner time. So I really like the Sunday the Sunday matinees yeah I don't know why but um, even you know back in the day when we were doing opera we always had a Sunday matinee because those those people that feel like they're the evening ones aren't accessible to them for the drive reasons or maybe it's just late Um, that earlier one that earlier during the day can make the difference between whether someone can go or not. Right, right. So it's great to have some in there. Well, we're already building next year's season, and uh, it looks like our Sunday matinee 
concert is going to be on Groundhog Day. Oh my! Okay, That's <laughs> and right. and it is tentatively the Dartmouth Airs, so oh, nice. that'll be nice for them too. They'll get back to school in time to do their homework. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, good for, that's good. Very good. So, so what do you have coming up? So coming up on March sixteenth, uh, we have a virtuoso pianist Mia Vasilov, and she began. Um, performing at the age of three if you mm-hmm. can imagine yeah. so and in addition to being a performance artist she also um is an educator herself so she's wow. she like you sees both sides of um, both performing and teaching yeah. performance so uh, we're looking forward to seeing her she's actually and again, going back to this sort of block booking that allows small venues like uh, mm-hmm. Concord to have these really wonderful artists, she's coming to us from Pennsylvania. So she's Good. performing in Pennsylvania on Friday night and then flying up Saturday morning to perform in Concord and then flying from there down to Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's, she's very busy. Very I can busy. see them on her site. You have all this information, by the way, on your website. Um, which is cca-audi.org, if anybody is interested about Concord Community Concert Association. Um, you know, the one thing that you were talking about, the booking, the block booking, We uh, New Hampshire is pretty cool in that it has all these little opera houses. Yes. And I'm wondering if back in the day, that was the way they did it. You know, that you would get someone that could do the tour, right. so to speak, and then they would just block, you know, block in all those opera houses. I suppose that that's how it was working. Right, right. And you still have, I mean, to this day, agents who do exactly that. Mm-hmm. They take a certain group of artists that they are agents for, and then they try to book that group of artists <laughs> in similar venues in close range of each other so that they can maximize yeah. what the artist gets. And that's yeah. that's absolutely makes sense, you know, to do that. Yeah. Alrighty, I hear our music. We're going to take another little break here. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. We will come back and talk some more with Lori Carey uh, about Concord Community Concert Association. So stay with us. Jane Comier here, Artful Living, uh, on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So if you're just with us now, we are speaking with Lori Carey, who is working with Concord Community Concert Association. Uh, she, I guess you can call yourself one of your, what do, what do we say, um, what is that title? You donate. Yes. You donate all yes. your time and energy, yeah. as everyone does at that at that organization. And, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're just with us, we were talking about uh, the March 16th event, which is coming up with Mia Vasilev, who is, uh, I guess, a, a virtuoso pianist. Uh, you know, all this information, folks, you should make use, ccca dash Audi.org. All of that information is on the site, and you can see more about Concord Community Concert Association. Um, so that's a 7.30 show, March 16th, and I believe you have one more. Yes, we do. And uh, after Mia, who will also 
come accompanied by two dancers and a percussionist. Oh, really? So we're, cool. we're trying to get the music and dance uh, sort of integrated in there. Wow. We, we try to offer a little bit of everything. But... Um, so she's coming up on the 16th, and then on Saturday, April 13th, we have William Florian, who's a celebrated folk pop, you mm-hmm. know, 60s, 70s sort of music. So, you know, we are in New Hampshire of that age group yes. who embraces <laughs> that period of time. Folk so. has always been big in New Hampshire. It has Always, been. since as long as I've been alive, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it is. In fact, I, I remember... Um, I really wanted Peter, Paul, and Mary to come to Concord, and I went to the Capital Center for the Arts, and I said, listen, I will help sponsor it if you can get them to come to Concord, uh-huh. and we finally, finally did, and I think it was the one of the last times they were able to perform together wow. because Mary was ill, yeah. but um, so, yeah, folk is, and the folk show on, on New Hampshire Public Radio yes. that despite, you know, their reconfiguration of their station has hung in there for down decades yes <laughs> so. yes there are there are entire venues here yeah. in new hampshire yeah. that devote most of their time right. or their programming you know to to that folk genre that's right. that's fine yeah. so william florian um weaves stories songs and humor to honor the life and achievements of let of this legendary minstrel William mm-hmm. Florian, right? Yes, yes. His picture looks like he's a young guy. I know, I know. <laughs> but but like all of us, I'm sure he has a photo that he particularly likes he reuses. There you go. Okay, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was reading that wrong because he looks like a young guy in his pic, but that's good. Um, so a lot of pop songs, 60s and 70s, and yes. folk. Yes, folk. Right? Yep, yep. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And can we purchase these tickets online? You can. There is a, a fee. Okay. Um, you know, it's a three dollar fee, or you can come to the venue the day of the event okay. and purchase your tickets at in the person door. and mm-hmm. at the door. That'll save you the three dollar fee. Cool. Um, so you can do it either way. Of course, we'd prefer yeah. you buy a membership. Of course. And and you can turn your ticket in the day of the concert towards the purchase of a membership so immediately you get twenty dollars off the cost of a membership really membership is sixty dollars right so um you know and we encourage that and then uh of course our new season will begin september 28th okay so that's our new year so we've got two concerts left this year Mm -hmm. and then we'll begin our our new season 24 25 season well i would you know what the, the new season you probably already have booked do you, do you have it booked yet? We're, we're, we're working, working on, on it. it. Okay. We're working on We have some, uh, just to share with you, because it's a work in progress, but sure. we do have um, booked for our opening show. This is this is sure. Yeah. This is Take Three is the name of the group, and you're probably wondering, Take Three, what does that mean? This is where Rock meets Bach. Oh, my goodness. Wow. S- yes. Yeah, so cool. So for, you know, in, in order to bring in younger folks, yeah. you know, sometimes they're Classical music's a little scary, but if it's got a little rock to That's it, right. they can you know sure. learn to embrace it. Yeah. So we've got a, a celloist, a pianist, violinist, and they're doing this sort of very active, high-energy uh, classical sure. yeah. where it's that's, rock. That sounds rock. like that's yes. going to go fun. That's a good one to see. <laughs> I, I'll have to keep that one on my calendar. Um, that's great, because students, that'd be a great one for yes. students to see. Yes, yes. You know? yes. Awesome. So, so, but that's coming up, but, but you have your two shows uh, that will finish out this season. Right. And um, your sponsors. Now, I would assume sponsors are really important for your organization. Incredibly important. And we have some longtime sponsors. I mean, Electrosola 
from Bosquin is one of our longtime sponsors. Okay. Cool. Um, the um, Bow Plumbing and Heating. Wonderful. From Bow. They do a lot. They, they do. do a lot in the area. Yep. Yeah, they good do. for them. Um, Abbott Bennett Group. They're okay. another Concord uh, organization. Very longtime sponsors. Delta Dental. Oh, my. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Got to keep smiling, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then um, the Bacon Foundation has been long, long underwriter of the Beautiful. season. Um, Zonda Club of Concord is a new one this year. Really? They're a woman's service organization. Nice. They provide a lot of scholarships within the community, help with um, you know, crisis centers and women in transition, that sort of thing. Nice. And then Common Man, of course. Okay. And Constantly Pizza. Wow. So yeah. Good for you. So all, you know, you don't have to be a huge business to be a sponsor of our concert. Sponsorships mm-hmm. for concerts, only $500. So that's a show sponsor. Yep. yep. And uh, you get acknowledgement and, of course, on-site as well. Yes. And 10 tickets. Yes. That's very good. Um, and your season sponsor is 2000 for the whole season. Yes. Um, which your program runs really fall through April. Right. Right. So it's a, it's yep. a good spread. You know, of coverage there for, for advertisement for these businesses. Um, so that's great, too. And that's that gets you in front of the program, posters and all the concerts, flyers. Wow, really great. Right. Good for you. And, and we have a lot of volunteers and, and a little shout out. Um, folks that, you know, they take certain aspects of it because we're all volunteer run. We have two um, women who do all the poster work in other wow. words they run around all over the local area putting up these posters and that's <laughs> that's laura bonk and linda rouse uh-huh. and there are folks that they, they make sure the pr gets out yeah um and then we have you know individuals who maybe they don't want to be out running around but they'll sit at their computer and they'll email out information to Wonderful. the various arts venues you know newspapers and so forth mm-hmm. and uh Jen and, and Brian Graff are, are really wonderful that way in helping us out there. Great. And, um, you know, then there's our concert manager, David Murdo, who spends so much time talking to these artists, making sure they have everything they wonderful. need. You know, there was that one artist who wanted M&Ms, but no red or green ones. And so we had to pull out all the red or green ones. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there are those. Um, Holy moly. And then, you know, certain dietary needs, like uh-huh. the gluten-free and sure. so forth. So uh, yeah, David handles all those very specific requests from the artists. <laughs> So. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. Wow, that's great. Mm. All right, so um, again, let people know, ccca-audi.org. Get all this information. The site tells you about tickets. It tells you about the history, how to donate, because donating is really important for nonprofits, especially with organizations that vol- are volunteer yes. organizations, right? Because you know every penny is going toward the product that you're going to go to enjoy and support so uh really hugely important um so uh, what what can you tell me was your of of what we've had so far for concerts what was your favorite oh my gosh you know did you have one i i like all of them in different ways okay one thing i will say about my life and i may be a little weird but i consider life as a journey Mm mm-hmm and so I try to learn something new every day. I try to experience something I've not experienced before. So I I really, you know, I'm not a person who does the same thing over and over and over right. again. Well, except right. maybe go out to eat the same breakfast restaurant. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, so I like to learn 
new things. And that's one of the things about the Community Concert Association. I got back, I involved with them back when I had my first child because I wanted my children, I have four children, and mm-hmm. I wanted my children to experience live music. And this was one way, the Concord Community Music School and the Concord Community Concert Association was one way a young mom with kids mm-hmm. could afford to have that experience for her children. Sure. And, um, and then I never gave it up because it offered me an opportunity to meet so many artists I'd never heard of, never seen. In fact, one of my favorites, okay, Here's one of my favorites. Okay. And I remember the discussion when uh, we chose this artist at the association meeting, but he was a young man who was a skateboarder who played classical music, and he Mm. had long hair. His name was Alpen Hong. I'll never forget him. And uh, and there was some hesitation about the presentation he made in terms of you know is this the right you know presentation for a classical performer and i was all for him i thought he would connect to the kids that year we had three children's concerts so in other words we had the children's concert during the day Mm -hmm. and then at night we had the adult concert where children could come Alpenhong blew them away. Yeah, I've never ke- seen kids so excited. Then Which this was young the whole man. Point. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds like it was a success. Yep. All right. I hear our music. We're going to take a little break here for our advertisers, WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. Stay right where you are. We're going to come back up on the other side and finish our chat with Lori Carey. Welcome back. Jane Cormier, your host here on Artful Living at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. If you are just joining us, we're having a wonderful chat here with Lori Carey, who is with the Concord Community Concert Association, and we've been talking all about their history and shows. Uh, If you're just joining us in the last segment, just as we were uh, having our music prompt here, uh, you were talking about an artist that you were really happy and pushing for uh, to have. He was he was a skateboarder with long hair, and there was a little discussion whether or not he was a fit. Yes. And he ended up taking down the house, I oh. guess, with the kids. He. It did not matter your age. It did not matter. <laughs> of course, the kids loved him because they immediately well, identified him. What did he do? Him. What was the act? Oh, he, well, he was a classical music performer. Okay. And... Um, did he sing? Did he play? What did he, he do? Play, he played piano. A piano. And um, and he could skateboard. You know, and did he do he that? Did. He did. The kids oh my goodness. loved it. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the adults were looking for more um, a serious performance, right? The kids were very engaged by him. He yeah. was able to speak to them directly from the stage and move about in cool. the audience. And they, they accepted him mm-hmm. because he was young. Yeah. Um, at night, when we had the adult performance, he was such an incredible performer. Wow. The, the adults, even those who were a little hesitant about bringing this performer to Concord, were 
it's like, can we bring well, him when back? Was, when was this? <laughs> so this was, oh, I'd say about 15 years ago. Wow. And he was young back then and yeah. just getting his start. And, of course, now we could never afford to have him come back really? to Concord. But um, we were there in the beginning, yeah. in the early years. So, uh, And he was an incredible artist and still is an incredible artist. Yeah. But Isn't that cool, huh? Yeah. But you, this is the nice thing about Community Concert Association. Very often you get in on the early stages of an artist's career. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to become incredible artists. And you say, remember when they came to Concord? Yeah. Remember and when we had yeah, them here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So. Excellent. So for those folks that have just joined the uh, program, we're talking about all the kinds of opportunities that can be had at the Concord Community Concert Association, whether it's being a season sponsor, whether it's being a season ticket holder, uh, or maybe you just want to donate to the organization because they do good things. All of those things are possible at cca-audi.org. And you can have all kinds of information. Uh, we were talking about their upcoming. We want to let everybody know, too, that it might be just joining us on on the show. That Mia Vasilev on March 16th, who is a virtuoso pianist, will be performing at the Concord City Auditorium, of course. And uh, she's going to be, I'm sure, a really beautiful, beautiful show. Uh, as you said, I guess she's going to have some friends join her. Yes, yes. <laughs> she's going to have a couple of dancers and a percussionist. And so it's going to be more of a live leg. You know, very often people think piano and they think of a very sedate environment. Yeah. No, this is this will be lively. <laughs> <laughs> this will be lively. Bring the kids. Yes. It's okay. I think it'll it'll keep them awake. The husband won't fall asleep, you know. Yes. So yeah. This one will keep you awake. Yes. Uh, this is, sounds great. I'm going to see if I can't uh, make that. I don't have my book in front of me, I'm, so I never anymore say I'm going to do something till I look first. Right. But uh, Saturday, March 16th, 7.30. Uh, really can't beat that one. And then the last performance for the season is April 13th, Saturday night, 7.30. And that's William Florian, who sort of weaves stories, songs, and humor. Um, and it's going to be mostly around... 1960s and 70s and folk music. Right, right. That's a very specific time period for folks too. Right, and and and, and that's our sort of our pre Mother's Day, you know, event. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking of taking mom out, or that'd be a nice one. Exactly, you yeah. know. And we usually do for our, our silent auction, we do a little Mother's Day themed auction. Oh, nice. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's before the Audi does its perennial exchange, which they usually do in May. So yes. you know, plan to bring your perennials down to do the exchange <laughs> after Mother's Day. Right. Um, so it's it's a nice, you know, it's a wonderful venue and it's uh, affordable and, mm-hmm. and we love to see people. And we know there are some people that uh, can't come to every concert. Yeah. But still buy a membership because the reality is um, you're helping others mm-hmm. come see a concert that they may not be able to afford. For instance, you know, a family like mine, we, I had four children, so a family of six to go to a concert. Yeah, you're crazy. Couldn't even afford that couldn't today. Couldn't afford it. Couldn't yeah. afford it. But, you know, with Concord Community Concert Association, can, the yeah. membership, 60 bucks, the kids come free. Yes. So uh, it's, it's an affordable way to bring the family yeah. and to expose them to something they're not going to get in school. They're not. They're not going to get any other way, and certainly they're not going to get it on their phone. Totally. Yep. So this is a way to experience. There's something about sitting 
in a theater seat and feeling the sound. Yes. You know, that's very different. You're not just hearing it. Yes. You're feeling it. You're seeing the lights on the stage. Right. You know. But it's a totally different dimension in the brain. Yeah. I mean, when we watch something on screen, it uses different receptors in the brain than it does when you're in a performance and you're, like you said, feeling what's going on. You're seeing, hearing, and feeling all together, and that's different yes. than when we're just seeing and hearing. Yes. It's a whole different set. So yeah. it's something that I think uh, anytime we or I can promote live theater, live music, I do it because I know that it's getting, it's getting to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about these crazy, and I do mean crazy, uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, pop, rock, yes. you know, concerts where I have gone occasionally, frequently, and I'm an opera singer, yes. right? So I'm someone that's had the tenor screaming right there in my ears, right? But I can tell, I can tell you there have been times I've left those concerts, uh, my hearing is muffled for a bit. Yes. Because it's so outrageously loud. And you know why they do it? When I've asked, it's because in today's age, I'm told they can't just hear the music. They have to, in, in you know, popular music, they have to be able to feel it. And they can only really accomplish that by upping the volume and the bass yes. in, the, you know, in the reception of the speakers so that you can quasi-feel it. But... It's so over. <laughs> yes, it's it's overstimulating, and it I know is. I know exactly what you mean. And and thank you, my husband and I went to a concert uh, this past summer, and uh, such was the venue. And uh, luckily, my husband always carries earplugs in his good for him pocket with him. And so he 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 reached his coat pocket and he said, "Here, yeah. here, take these earplugs." I thank you because I I didn't think I would be able to make it through the concert. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm but with you. luckily, the city auditorium is a venue where you can relax right. and, this and enjoy. And that situation, yes. right? Yeah. And, and let us not forget, you know, when we're younger and you went to see Bon Jovi or something, yes. there, was, there was a specific way and reason that you went, yes. right? And it was to hear all that crazy stuff. Yes. I, th- I don't know if it's because as we get older, we sort of mellow a little bit, but I think that we've gotten to the point where bigger is not always better. Even though we push for bigger all the time, bigger is not always better. Right. And we need to cultivate the desire to bring things down to a little bit more, you know, level that people can actually integrate each other, and you know, the song and the movement. Right. And that's what you get at at the Audi and at other, you know, venues like that. Well, and, you know, I think post-COVID, too, it's um, it's a way to de-stress. True. You know, there, there was so much uh, stress that was created out of that period of history that to be able to go to your local auditorium Mm -hmm. and sit and relax and enjoy a a live performance um, that isn't overwhelming that's relaxing and then you know you get your little intermission break and you get your cookies and your brownies and sugar yourself back up and then then go back in and and sit and listen to the the end of the concert and you get an opportunity to stand up Mm -hmm. in your you know out of your seat and clap and cheer for someone who's done an incredible job creating a live Personal, yeah. you know, a personalized music performance for you. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. you could feel that one. Oh, you absolutely. You could feel that when you're in that environment. So yeah. it's, it's can't say enough about it. So it's 92nd year, Concord Community Concert Association. And uh, Lori, what do you see this group 10 years down the line? Well, my hope would be to have 
younger people join the board mm-hmm. because they have a different perspective and all perspectives are welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may they may want to bring in different types of music yep. uh, than what we have done, you know, for the past few years. I mean, one of the things that was raised this year was bringing in more multicultural types of music. So one of the uh, groups that we're pursuing is the Klezma Conservatory. I don't know if we can afford them, mm-hmm. but but we'll negotiate. Sure. And just to bring in sort of the feeling of being able to dance in the aisles while you're listening to music, because why not? We're a small enough venue at the sure. city auditorium. If you you felt like standing up the aisle and dancing yeah. along to the music you could probably do that yeah um and then we have new americans who have come into the concord community who also perform a different style of music so i think there are some opportunities mm-hmm. to bring in those community members along with what we call the traditional sure uh, music and folk i think uh given our the age of a large segment of the community is a good choice too yes so. without a doubt yeah. without a doubt Lori thank you very much for coming today and talking to us about all of the upcoming events for Concord Community Concert Association and we thank you our listeners for joining us today here on Art for Living Jane Cormier your host WKXL 1450 AM 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester everybody stay safe out there and we'll see you next time